That sound means it's another Game for a Movie podcast. It is episode 20, guys. Wow. We've made it 20 episodes. Wow. Time I've flies. Been, I've been yeah. here for most of them. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Time flies when you're recording pods, you know? Exactly. I was expecting a special guest. We uh, we had a buddy of ours say he would jump in, but unfortunately, um, kids get in the way. Yeah. Yeah, you teased the hell out of me all week. I was I so did. excited. I did, and I feel like a little bit of a, a cock tease there. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Very, very cocky of you. If you, if you did not know, this show is explicit. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you follow our Instagram page, for one, I apologize for my language. But also, I apologize to absolutely no one. What a great promo me and Andre just did. Yeah, right? Yeah. There we go. You yeah. can watch it later on our Instagram story, because <laughs> I know you're going to regret it. <laughs> but guys, um, we have a spoiler warning ahead. Okay. Because you are going to jump into some things. Yeah. Uh, for Detective Pikachu. Yes. For Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yes. yes. For Don't Fuck With Cats. And of course, Fantasy Island. Hey! Oh, what a great TV show. I really hope they don't make it into a horror movie. Uh, nice. Great idea. <laughs> God, it sounds almost as bad as making a video game into a movie. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, seriously, Ugh. though. Times two. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so we're going to jump into the What Are We Drinking? Okay. Yeah. Um, I will start. I am drinking a Struts beer called Kolsch This. Uh, if you know anything about my love for the Struts and their song Kiss This, Oh, this. gotcha. And it's okay. made by Southern Grist in Nashville. Uh, big shout out to Ben and Alicia who live in Nashville who gave me the beer, as well as we are thinking about them yes. and everybody so, in Nashville. Yeah. Um, right. So thank you guys very much for the beer. Hope you guys are all right. Everything like that. Cool. Um, Andre, what are you drinking? I am drinking Loverboy Cider from Shaxbury. Uh, I like this beer, or cider, cider. rather, uh, because it has the word boy three times on the on the. It does. Cover. Is this your type of beer? It's boy. just my cider. My type, my type of cider. You know, sometimes you're in a boy cider mood, you know? <laughs> this one's for the boys. <laughs> sure, that's what it means. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's mm. cute. Mm. Uh, Mitchell. I got Connecticut tap water. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, so shouts to Lent. Um, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not religious at all, but this is something I grew up with and I still do it to this day. So of the past couple years, I've been doing beer as something I give up. So yeah, I'm continuing with that tradition this time around. So, there you go. A little, little tap water for you. Big shout out to tap water from Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tastes pretty good. Um, I don't feel sick. It looks um, like you're almost out. Do you need some more here? No, nah, I'm good. Okay. I'm all, all right. right. All right. But thank you. But, yes, you got it. <laughs> okay. Um, I will start with the good movie, because then we'll come back around, because I also saw the bad movie. Right. So okay. we'll go all the way sense. around, like, like this way. way. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about a movie that Mitchell has told me he really wants to hear about. Yes. It's technically a miniseries, but it's three hours, three episodes. So it's uh, called Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. Mm. Um, I have been on a train of... Batshit crazy documentaries. Shoutouts to mm-hmm. Tickled. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huge shoutout to Tickled. <laughs> Tickled's great, man. It's fucked up beyond belief, but oh, it's great. Well, tell me about this one. Though. But we will talk about Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. Um, so the whole premise of this movie is this video shows up on the internet of this guy killing cats Mm. and they don't show the actual act but they show as close as they get to it without showing the act so for example the first one he sticks them in a vacuum sealed bag and then sucks the air out it's very gruesome and so it's very tough watch so please i'm giving you a heads up now if you do not want to see cute little kittens get murdered do not watch this movie Mm. slash tv show i guess Mm -hmm. um it's it shows you him putting them in the bag doesn't you hear the vacuum but you don't see it and then it shows the aftermath what, who where do you post this awful content youtube <laughs> what jesus yeah. christ so like they didn't take that shit down like it was um, just up? I, well maybe it got put somewhere else sure, i don't i don't but... remember but it started pretty much like on youtube and wow this guy has his channel his name is luca magnata did remember it sure. nice. well done um which is his model name Mm. And uh, basically, the idea is, he this video pops up, these people start a Facebook group, like, we're going to find this fucker, and we're going to kill him, or we're going to do whatever we can to find this guy. Cat justice. Cat justice. And, um... Meow. Mm. 
Mm. As it goes <laughs> on, there's more animals that get killed. There's a human that gets killed. This uh. guy is progressing. Yes. Does he also tape this just to the yes. point of death? Oh, With yeah. With the human? No, he tapes all of it. The movie itself just shows you up until the oh, murder. Oh, right, right. God, I thought that was like his thing. Like, no. I'm going to show everything but the actual death. No, they like, actually, oh, they, they, like, he actually filmed the murder. I would like to retroactively take away my want to hear about this movie. Yes. Because now I sound like a monster for being curious. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, well, am like, I a monster get... for watching it? No. Well, like, you're the, yes. the, honestly, the, <laughs> probably. The, 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 the byline you gave for this movie like made it sound very interesting, you know? Like, I'm kind of, kind of curious, because I hadn't heard about it before at all. Curious so. like a cat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just curious I, like a cat. I, I'm so happy with that. Oh my god. <laughs> I shouldn't be, but god I am. Okay, so this guy literally was starting with small animals before killing a human. Yes. So this is a serial killer. Yes. Or maybe he has to do multiple Basically, serial, he but... only killed one person, so he's not a serial killer. Mm. But He's a singular killer. But at the same time, he is kind of a serial killer. Mm. But the idea is, so they start this Facebook group to try to find mm. him. And, like, these people spearhead it that are leading the charge, and they look at everything in the room that this is filmed in, and they're like, oh, those outlets, have anybody seen what those outlets are? Because they look different than USA outlets. And um, the stuff on the wall, the, the, the blanket, whatever, like, the window, they made, this guy made a 3D rendering of the room, so everybody can put in their stuff where they're just like, oh, observation about this, this is from... So and so. Jeez. And so it, it's like, it's crazy. Then one of the things that they found is they found this guy. And they're just like, it's this guy, Luca Magnata, who's been on the run. And they found that he has created all these Facebook pages to put out these good words about him. Like, Luca Magnata, he's so hot. Luca Magnata, he's fierce. Like, that kind of stuff. Huh. And he uses the same language in all of them. So they were like, Oh, he's making all these things up because he is creating this following because he's a model. And mm. he got rejected as a model, so now he's just like, I need to create this following so everybody wants me in demand kind of thing. And he's mm. batshit. Um, it does a lot with Basic Instinct. He is in love with the movie Basic Instinct. Okay. Um, huh. Including, at the trial, he keeps bringing up this guy, Henry who is the name of the husband in Basic Instinct. Oh. And he's referring to him as like a real life person? Is that it? So his mother is in the movie. Right. And is just like, oh, this Henry, he was making him do all this stuff. Mm. Oh, he made him do it. Like, he he made my son kill this person. And there's no Henry. Like, you realize that it's all part of his delusion of Basic Instinct. How did he kill the human? So he took him home with the promise of gay sex, gay relationships, and tied him down and stabbed him repeatedly. Oh, Jesus. This is like American uh, Psycho stuff. But above the... So this is all thought out again, remember. So this video camera is watching it, and above him is a poster for Basic Instinct. Oh, What the hell? And he killed him by stabbing him with an ice pick, which is the same way that the main girl in Basic Instinct killed the husband with an ice pick. Wow. And, like, it's just, it's it's insanity. It's crazy. It's amazing, the Facebook group, how much they decode and they find out and that the police don't believe them and it may have stopped him earlier. Mm. And um, one of the things that they found on his page was he took this picture of his balcony, from his balcony, and... Uh, the guy, uh, I can't remember his name, but the, the main guy in this, uh, in the Facebook group goes and says, oh, he's in Canada. I know that. And like, I can figure this out because it's this specific gas station and this specific corner. Cause he saw it in the background wow. and he figured out where his apartment was from that. Wow. Jesus. Was, was this the main guy, was he also Canadian? No. Because it's like, how would you even, like, think of just being like, oh, we could just deduce it down to this guy? I can't remember how they found out it was Canada and, like, they found out the town. 
Okay. But then, it, so then it limited it because there's only these four gas stations, and ah. and then he took Google Earth and was like flipped it around. That building looks familiar, kind of thing. It's hmm. funny because you hear a lot of incidents where internet sleuthing could actually be very harmful yes. to yes. actual police detective work. Like the the most notable one in my mind is from the Boston bomb. Correct. I was right. saying the, the exact Maryland. same thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, but this one, it sounds like it was legitimate. It actually helped, or no. It didn't, though, because they never really got their information across until it was too late. Uh, gotcha. And okay. so, like, it's it's one of those things where it's a double-edged sword, because you watch this now, and you're just like, oh, I'm going to be the vigilante, I'm going to do good, Yeah. and the police is just like, stay out of it, you know, like, stay right. out of it, because your information could lead the wrong way, and then this guy goes and kills another person. Right. Wow. And they found him in Berlin, I think, or like somewhere in Germany. I can't remember exactly where. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where the main girl got like messaged and just like the video of it. It somehow made it on the internet and was just like, "Holy fuck, we need to, we need to do whatever." Yeah. And she swears like nobody's business. So I gotcha. actually really liked her. I huh. thought she was funny. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it's um, she also is like she works security. For casinos. Okay, so she's used to going over surveillance footage or something exactly. like that? Exactly. Okay, got it. So it's not like it's just you or me grabbing a computer and going boom, boom, boom. It's yeah. somebody that works in this way. But at the same time, Luca was sending her messages like, oh, I wonder what your bosses at this casino think of you doing this in your spare time. I wonder how um, that 20-minute ride home is going to be. And like just threatening her the whole oh, time too. So it's kind of it's it's a creepy movie, but it's very good. Um, it's batshit, like I said. Three point five. Mm, trying to think of something positive. <laughs> um, cat lives because these things have a lot left over. Yeah, maybe three point five cat lives out of five. Sure, <laughs> sure. sure. But yay. it was yeah, <laughs> yay, yay. It's a quick Cats. watch. You watch the first hour and you get hooked, and then like it's just the next two hours are butter. It feels like one of those Netflix series that actually has an ending because a lot yeah. of these true crime ones are so open-ended it's just like yeah. we got this far but there's still like courts are still happening or, or trials are still happening right, right, like right, right. you never and get that satisfying ending it sounds like this actually has and it's because the court case this happened in like 2017 2018 okay, okay and so like it was end of 2019 that they were going back and looking at it and right. like realizing all the stuff they had done gotcha so um, I'm going to stop talking about it because I still have a bad movie to go through and you're going to get sick of my voice. Uh, hey! So we go to Andre. I'm already right. sick of it. So what? What? <laughs> what? Oh. oh. Sorry. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's not the same effect when I do with the Oz myself. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I went to go see that their uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> that done their I watched a rodent proceed swiftly across the silver screen, and it was, you know, yeah. It was... Rodent. And, you know, it was fun. I had a fun time. Uh, this is definitely a kid's movie, first and foremost. And if I didn't have the attachment to the IP growing up, I definitely wouldn't have enjoyed it nearly as much as I did. But god damn it, I still had fun. This movie is... Like, very predictable, like, plot, like, narrative-wise, like, you guys can guess what, exactly what happens throughout the entire trailer. They win. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, yeah. Jim Carrey gets to be funny? He does! Hey! Yes! Yeah. Jim Carrey is... That doesn't happen always. I know! Yeah, he, he chooses really weird parts. He yeah. does. Uh, and I'm really happy that they kind of just let him do his thing, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't tell him, like... Like, I was kind of worried that they were like, okay, here is the Dr. Robotnik character from the video games. He has to say this catchphrase or whatever. And it's like, because honestly, the character is not super compelling, in my opinion. Sorry if you have any big Sonic fans out He's there. He's not a great video game villain, just in general. There are there are some hardcore Sonic fans that are going to come out for blood. That's but, fine. They can come <laughs> out <after> yeah. me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it literally is just Jim Carrey channeling his, like, 90s roles again. You yeah. know, like, it's like, it's if, basically his Dr. Robotnik is if Ace Ventura was an absolute fucking sociopathic dick who was good with making drones. And, okay. uh, yeah, you know, he kind of chooses, he kind of steals the scenery a little bit, you know, yeah. like, and he does well emoting against, uh, you know, as, as Mitchell Sullivan put it uh, before the podcast, against the tennis ball of a, you know, CGI right. hedgehog. 
Um, tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Some of the jokes were like, I mean, you know, whatever. Some of the jokes were hit and miss. I was like, you know, oh, kind of grinning at stuff. This, uh, the movie does do really well for, uh, with like all like the kind of little subtle nods, you know. They kind of sneak in. They do a good job of sneaking in references without it being like point at the camera like, remember that from the games? Ha <laughs> so ha. You know. Like woodland critters um, and rings. like. So there are no woodland critters, which I was kind of bummed out by, but there are rings. The way that they handle, the rings are the MacGuffin in that in this movie, Sonic is from another world and he can use rings. And they rings. work like Doctor Strange like sling rings, They right? do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he throws uh. out rings and becomes a portal to another world. Which, uh. you know, like, okay, cool. That's how they interpreted, like, you go through a giant ring and you go to the next level or something like that. Okay, sure. Yeah. 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 I dig it. Um, yes, again, narratively, that's the weakest part. Uh, like, just the whole setup with Sonic. Like, he's in the other, he's in Mobius, I think is what it's called. And there's this character who, like, it's like a, it's a talking owl named Longclaw who looks really bizarre. Like, she looks too, like, she's supposed to be, like, Sonic's mother character or whatever. Like, took her in, took him in, even though, like, he has this great power of running fast and all of these. Great uh, power of running fast. Yeah, no, it's like, oh, Sonic, wherever you'll go, they'll always, the people will always try to hunt you down for your powers. You have to live by yourself or whatever. Then they get overrun by echidnas like knuckle like they look what? like knuckle. yeah yeah ah, okay yeah so that was a cool like oh hey look like it's the it's, it's, it's knuckles, the tribe but not really yeah, yeah not knuckles do they have himself, the boxing gloves and everything no yeah. knuckles is the only one with the boxing gloves uh, but he's from like a specific tribe of right. echidnas or whatever yeah. and so that was them i guess I kind of regret looking up the cast list because i think i spoiled myself on it yeah okay well, yeah. I'll tell you what happens at the after credit scene after this. But would, you, yeah. would you like to see? <laughs> I'm never gonna watch this movie. Okay. Like in my well, life. Well, well, I'm just gonna. I was just gonna say it, but yeah. Oh no way! Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Keep going. Uh. So. Um. Yeah. Uh. Whatever. He basically that's the that's the reason for him coming to Earth. He he throws his ring and goes to Earth and he hides there in seclusion. Um, in, in the middle of Green Hills, Montana. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 right. right. It's like, oh, Green, Green Hills, yeah. yeah, Green yeah, Hills right. zone, yeah, okay, There yeah. it is, there it, it is, they did it. I'm a, so that I'm bas- a <laughs> Basically, his whole char- character arc is that he doesn't have a family, he doesn't have friends, and he wants to have friends, um... So pretty bog standard. Are in you terms talking of about like, Sonic or yes. James Marsden? Sonic. Well, James, oh, okay. Mar- James Marsden. His whole thing is like, I'm a. It could have gone either way. Well, that's the thing. He's like, well, I'm just a down to earth like cop, you know, like that works oh, for a small he's town. A fucking cop. Yeah, he's a yeah. cop. He's like one. He's like his. He's like one of two cops in the small podunk town in Montana, yeah. and he wants to go. He like he's up for promotion to go to San Francisco to mm. be with like the big kid, like the big San Fran what San Francisco. Cisco? Yeah, okay, Cisco. Gotcha. What? I heard Tisco. Tisco? I was just like, San Francisco, bro. Yeah. I was just like, I thought you were looking for another Sonic pun on there. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, okay. Cool. Where's Casino Zone? Casino Zone? You mean Canto Bite? So, yeah, dude, dog, bro. Um, shut up, nerd. I love the last shut up. And yeah, and I mean, like, so James Marsden's obviously the, the the human partner character for Sonic. He's the one that Sonic is talking to the most as you they... mean the guy that has to do all of the movies with the CGI. Animals. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and he does an admirable job of like making it look like he's actually talking to somebody on the screen. They have some chemistry, I suppose. And but like, yeah, I don't know. It was just it was a fun time. It had some good laughs. Uh, Jim Carrey was awesome in it, uh, uh, and they did a sequ- They did the classic thing where they sequel baited it. Of course, because um, at the end, it's like Jim Carrey. If you see in the in the commercials, he does in the trailers. He has his full head of hair, slicked back, right. and everything. At the end, Jim Carrey loses, and then he goes to um, Mushroom Zone, I think, or whatever from the oh. game, some Sonic uh, Three, I think. Don't we all go to Mushroom Zone? <laughs> yeah, sort of right. In our life? Who yeah, doesn't go to right. Mushroom Zone sometimes? College was great. And his uh, basically <laughs> his his like giant drum blew up in his face, so then he that's how he become he gets like he has the goggles on with the side the like yeah. the exploded sideburn hair or whatever, and that's okay. kind of how he looks to, closer to the classic Eggman. Okay, um, and he's just like oh like you know they kind of leave the sequel hanging out for him trying to basically they're implying that he's going to take over the world as like the mushroom zone world or whatever oh, okay um and then uh after credit scene i think you guys were looking at that tails is they tease tails at the very end so is he actually in it is he in a robot like it's just tails he, it's not he's not in a tails. robot and i think they imply that tails and sonic don't know each other yet or something because like he's literally like Oh, like he's like he has like a little device thing, like a yes. tracker thing. And I think it's sensing Sonic's power. Sonic randomly like 
his sonic speed causes electrical surges or whatever. Like sonic when he runs, boom. Yeah, sonic boom, mm. I guess. Right. So he runs super fast. He causes a whole power outage, and that's how Robotnik finds him because the government hires the right. drone expert to take down this thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like they're like, they almost did this thing where it was the, I thought they were going to do like the supersonic thing, which is literally just Sonic going Super Saiyan. They yep. did not quite do that, but okay. that's because there were no Chaos Emeralds in this movie. And they're saving that for the next one, I suppose. You got to have Knuckles involved if you're talking Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, that's exactly. Funny. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. That it, I remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. This movie is lousy with advertisements. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. I, I heard the product placement is through the roof. It is, it is insane. Okay, dude, give me give me like the greatest hits. Okay, like, what's the most shameless? So so there are two main product placements in here: Zillow, yep. uh, which is the weirdest one, and then two <laughs> huge Olive Garden ones. You want me to go go break them down real quick? I have seen Olive Garden. Okay, it's one of them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Keep okay, going. cool. So so in the Zillow one, <coughs> it's the the context. <laughs> kids need to go to Zillow. <laughs> no, so yeah, like literally, it's like so James Marsden and his wife are like they're talking at their like ho- like in their house like oh man like. You know, like, I think I got the job. I think we're going to go to San Francisco. And she's like, oh, great. I'm already looking at apartments on Zillow. Uh, and it's oh like, yeah. <laughs> and then, Ouch. so then, and so to write her out of the plot for a little bit, she goes ahead <laughs> to San Francisco. The whole, like, the thing is that, like, oh, Sonic loses his rings. They get accidentally transported to San Francisco because he throws the ring to San, whatever. The bag of rings are in San Francisco. Um, and he needs the rings. So they, like, that's their travel cross-country thing. Anyways, okay. James Barson's in Green Hills. She's in... Uh, uh, San Francisco living with her sister-in-law and I think what is it they're on the phone and they're talking about like like the sister-in-law doesn't like James Morrison for some reason even though they seem to be in a very healthy relationship but she's like the, like the you know like nope I think you should get a divorce I don't like him or whatever and then she's and then she like asks his wife like ask him about his dating app, like how many dating apps he has and then she's like you could, like babe you know I don't have any any apps on the, my phone besides the default and Olive Garden because when you're there, uh, and then she finishes your family, and I'm like, no, oh, yes, no, no. yep, yep. Was it a sincere thing? Like they're just being a cute couple and just saying, "Are you there?" Or is she just making fun of them? Like, oh, you're really gonna say this shit? Kind of like okay. in the middle, I would say. She's gotcha. like, she does like the little like, all right, you I know. Roll yeah, over yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But not oh, quite enough to, for no. it to be ironic. Yeah, and then <clears throat> the my the my the last one was my favorite. Um, after you know the climax and everything, um, Robotnik's like sent to the, the other dimension. The government, uh, oh yeah, halfway through the movie, James Marsden becomes a fugitive wanted by the state because he's harboring Sonic the Hedgehog. You know whatever. Uh, so he's like you whatever, know really the public accurate. enemy number number one. Uh, so they wipe away all of that by having like the government guy, the CA guy, go to their house in Green Hills, being like, "We're sorry about all this. You know, we're just gonna pretend this never happened, and I think this will be recompense enough or whatever." He gives them a big Manila envelope, and then like James Bond's like, "Oh, like what's inside it?" And he opens it up, and it's a. $50 gift card to Olive Garden. Oh my god. <laughs> and the guy, the CH, is like, try the unlimited breadsticks. They're delicious. My thing is, is this, <laughs> because it's no secret the post-production nightmare that yeah. this this movie went through. Right. Very expensive, I'm sure, to entirely remake Sonic yes. to make him look cute. But, but is, they, is they, this how they paid for it? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I think so. Here's the thing, right? That's Zillow paid for it. Zillow paid for it. So I mean, and I could have gotten this wrong, but I read in interviews that they did that that they didn't do any reshoots at all. It was literally the only Just fix like the furry badger teeth. Right, like that whatever. first trailer we saw, the shooting was done and they didn't go back to fix that. It was all just post-production stuff of redesigning Sonic. Wow. And mm. on that note, it would have this movie would have been way less enjoyable had it been the original one because the whole the original Sonic awful character design because the characters interact and talk to Sonic like it's like, "Oh, he's so cute. Look at this cute little hedgehog," which like sort of works, you know? Like he looks right. good. I like the way he looks in the new uh yeah. with his new redesign. He looks fine. But yeah. like if he was that nightmare creature in that weird Uncanny Valley territory, that would have just not landed at all. Um, Still better than cats. Yeah. Oh, I think that's yeah. where we're heading, right? It's just like, we have this technology, but not quite enough to make these rendered animals look completely real. The only thing that it worked was Lion King, but people didn't enjoy it because the animals aren't cute anymore. Like, Simba wasn't necessarily the cutest thing to look it's at. It's hard to it make was... those lions... Like, those lions look damn good, but it's hard to make them emote super well. Exactly. You know? I don't know. I feel they like... seem bored. These, yeah. yeah, it's just like they look like animals, like living animal lives. Right. Like, yeah, and so an I'm, animal doesn't smile. Like an animal right. doesn't, you know, cry. And, yeah, uh, it's yeah, and for Pumbaa to be like this 
awful gray looking color as opposed to like that beautiful red that he was before like i don't know it's like all these little things that make i don't know the connection better right um yeah definitely and and you know what i do on that note with the sonic redesign i can tell that there was a lot of love put into that like there was that genuine like hey we want to do right by the fans right you know as much as they could at least and I mean, so I've been kind of negative on this movie, but it was still, like, honestly, as a kid's movie, it's fun. I think it's watchable for parents. Like, if you take your kids to this, you won't be, like, rolling your eyes the whole entire time. But it's not nearly on the same level as other kids' movies that, like, you know, that actually have, you know, really meaningful plot and character development that made me feel something, you know? Like, this ain't even... This Toy Story, this ain't, you know? Okay. Um, So let's get a rating before we jump to another family-friendly movie that may make somebody feel some way. All right. Um, I will give... On that note, I will give Sonic three $50 Olive Olive Garden gift cards out of five. That's $150. It is. That's a lot of breadsticks. That is a lot of breadsticks. Because at Olive Garden, you're family. Family. I've never been to an Olive Garden. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wait, really? Dude, yeah. I can't, if I have, I honestly have not, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, so he, must have he, been didn't, a kid. he didn't grow up in the Midwest like we did. Like, yeah, that was like true. kind of our only option for a And time. like, it's, it's not anything bad because like you don't need to go to Olive Garden. <laughs> no, it's, it's just, not good. It's just surprising. Those yeah, type yeah. of restaurants I remember going to, Cheesecake, Okay. Factory, yeah. I would say chilies. cheesecake. I, okay, chilies. I would say chilies yeah. and Olive Garden are on like similar level. Maybe Olive Garden is like half a step above that. I don't know. Dude, chilies is better. No, no, no! I'm not talking about like better. I'm talking about like classy. Whatever. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. they're the same tier. Yeah, well, same yeah. Tier. You, you go to an Olive Garden at the mall, right? Sponsor us, anyway. <laughs> when you're there, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. So this is a movie that all of the three normal um, co-hosts on the this normal. podcast, yeah. the normal people who are because we've had cameos, right? We've oh, had okay. Cameos. I thought you were saying we were normal versus you. Oh no, no, no! Just like the uh, normal co-hosts. With yes, myself. the regular co-hosts. Is that normal? I'm abnormal. Yeah, I'm yeah, Abby normal. So oh. T Dog, RIP, is not with us right now. Um, <laughs> RIP. I love Jesus. how you. I love how you gesture to the empty chair next to you. That was like a nice <laughs> detail. I like that. Yeah, he'll come He's back. He's busy yeah. getting hookers in Montreal. Yes. See, oh yeah, we didn't play our game, but yeah, we didn't. Uh, I'm gonna go with that one though. Yeah, and sure. Then Mike it's, and Andre, they had all seen this movie probably a year ago now, whenever yep, it came yep, out. Yep. So I just finally came around to seeing it because it's on HBO. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And so, also because he has to earn his spot back onto the podcast, apparently. Yeah, yeah according to T Dog. T Dog is just like, oh, yeah, looks dude, like... T Dog's a hot shot. He won the popularity contest by three votes, and he's like, I own this podcast now. Yeah, and, and suddenly I have well, to earn my way back, and here I am about to shit on a movie that made T Dog's top five list of 2019. <laughs> just, so, a <laughs> just a reminder. Just a reminder. Top if, five. If you want to talk about a predictable movie, here's one for you. I predicted the end of this movie a year ago. Dude, yes. Based on the trailer. That and was you can awesome. hear that in our podcast. We I, left we, it we in. We kept that in, right? Oh, yeah, we oh left my it in. god, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the look on everyone's faces when I said, Oh, Ryan Reynolds comes out of Pikachu, right? And then everyone's just like what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know? Yeah, right. Like, uh, and that's when I realized this movie was not for me. Yeah. So a year later, I realized, hey, it's actually called Pokemon Detective Pikachu. It's based on a video game. And the production company with it, along with Nintendo, obviously, is Toho, who actually makes the Godzilla movies. Oh, so okay. That made me very excited. I'm like, cool, okay, Toho. That's a big part of my childhood, sure. the, the Godzilla movies. And... Another Godzilla tie-in here. The guy who says "Let them fight" in the 2014 yes. Godzilla is in this. He's in it. He's in. He's like the grizzled detective. He's, he's like police just walk chief. away. It's the like, police chief. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he just chews up like maybe ten lines of dialogue yes. or whatever he has. Ken Watanabe, I think, is Ken his yeah. Name. Ken yes. Watanabe, that's it. And my favorite part of the Gareth Edwards 2014 Godzilla movie is all those slow camera pushes on his face as he's about to say something epic, <laughs> and he got to say all the epic lines. He got to say the Godzilla name for the first time. Yes. He's like, it's Godzilla. <laughs> and then the other one was, let them fight. Which is dumb. It's just like, all right, well, we have this military here. We're about to bomb them. And he's just like, no, man, let them fight. And then he's speaking on behalf of the audience, yeah. which is why oh, for I love sure. him. Yeah. In this movie, though, he didn't have any lines that I remember no. because as I'm looking down at my notes, and I did take notes, it looks like I went through a fever dream and woke up and just saw all these random lines of dialogue that I found amusing at the time. <laughs> so my favorite one by far, and this is why you get someone like Ryan Reynolds to do a character mm-hmm. like this. He'll draw in the older crowd, 
keep you interested for a little bit, but this is my all-time favorite line. Smell my finger, coward. It's great. It's absolutely great. I forgot what the context yeah, of it I was. Yeah, I like, I don't even remember that line. But... Wait, that was a line that in the was a line. That was a line did, did in he, the movie. Did he say that, Ryan Reynolds? Or... So Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, yes, who's wearing a little Sherlock Holmes hat, yeah. is uh, looking for clues, <laughs> and he looks to Justice Smith, who's the main um, yes. character, human character yes. in this story. He uh, gestures to him, smell my finger, Justice Smith says no, and then Ryan Reynolds, without missing a beat, says coward. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. it is this. It, it, this is what this movie is chock full of. Yeah, it, there's a lot of things that I identified with so early on. There's a Snorlax sitting in the middle of this city where he's blocking all this road traffic, and you got him a champ directing traffic around it. That reminds me of the time you had to get past a Snorlax who was in the way in the video game. Yeah. Right? So it's like all these little references that I remember, I'd only ever played up through gold and silver in the Pokemon playing days. Yep. So I missed out on a lot of these new Pokemon. Like, maybe half of them on screen I did not recognize, but I appreciated the main ones were sure. all from the original 150. And, and on that note, I think they did a good job of keeping that ratio right. Because, yes. like, you, so you're familiar with, ostensibly, two-eighths of the Pokemon, of Pokemon, so one-fourth. Right. You know, so... You yeah. gotta know Squirtle and Bulbasaur, but you also get Ludicolo! <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man, that's yeah. right. Ludicolo is one of my favorites, so you just had no idea who Ludicolo no, was. But oh, yeah. I understood the references, sure. or I understood the humor that they were going for, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it didn't completely land. But I thought overall the movie was fun in that regard, and it's cool to look at, oh, this is what a fully Pokemon-rendered city would look like yeah. with mm-hmm. humans. And it, it, they kept it to where the Pokemon are still cute. They didn't try to make Pikachu look like an actual mouse. Yeah, but they kept right. them in their Pokemon states, and I think it's, I think they definitely focused on the main characters. A couple background characters didn't look that great. No, it, no. Like, you mean like you're talking about like the, the same Pokemon, kind of one? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, some of them are kind of rough. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember thinking in the theater, Tim's like, oh, yeah. So yeah. they definitely focus on Psyduck and, yeah, and Pikachu. Like those are the guys that you mainly did not like Psyduck. Like no. When he's having an anxiety attack and they're like... So oh. I don't mind anything except for the fact that like his eyes always are just kind of ajar. Yeah! Like, that's, oh, that's, 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 no, I it's like creepy. It. Oh, yeah. no. I thought it was cute. The Mr. Mime, though. That guy was fucking creepy. Oof. Yeah, the Mr. Mime, for I those who Mr. don't Mime know, is a mime. And um, <laughs> they interrogate him, which is one of the funnier scenes as well, where Mr. Mime creates this box... That Justice Smith and Pikachu go in, they play good cop, bad cop, and it gets a little dark when Justice Smith is pouring gasoline, like he's miming, pouring gasoline on Mr. Mime to make him talk. And I was like, this is a little dark. And they end the scene alluding to he accidentally dropped a mimed lit match into this trail of gasoline that would have burned up Mr. Mime. So anyway, there is that that struck me in a weird way, and they just went to the next scene. Yeah, but I hope he's okay. Uh, but my main my main complaints to the movie are this: it was incredibly boring. Like mm. I said a year ago, I predicted the ending, and for me, this is a movie definitely directed towards kids. For sure. And if it's a detective movie, you know, part of the fun of a detective movie is piecing the mystery together yourself yeah. and trying to figure out what is actually happening here. So a brief synopsis of the plot. Um, the main guy's father is dead. He is a detective, or allegedly dead, working in this city that uh, where human and Pokemon live side by side. And um, that's what Justice Smith brings. That's what brings him out into the city to try and figure out if his dad is indeed dead. And then also there's this mysterious gas that is taking over the underground Pokemon fighting world in this city. And it's making these Pokemon go crazy. Something are. R. I think R. It's, it's it's like I think it's what it's called the R. R. Yeah, 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 I think R. it's called the R. Yeah, but it's it's like the uh, R compound like, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's something like that, and you don't know why. And also, the movie opens with Mewtwo breaking out of a lab, right. and making a car crash, um, and that all ties in together later. But anyway, the reason why I think this movie comes up short in a lot of ways, and I completely recognize this is for kids. Yeah, but. There is so much hand-holding in this movie Mm. in terms of just, like, as the plot is developed and things are revealed, uh, Ryan Reynolds, who's doing his Ryan Reynolds thing, is undercutting all the reveals by saying, 
oh, what a twist. Like, oh, this is what, how it connects to this thing. And it's supposed to be sure. snippy. So and Yeah, it's so twisty. It's just like all the cute things, but it eventually gets incredibly annoying because then it's like, okay, you're just going to spoon feed me this movie. Too, too much of to the point of just right. it being boring. And I'll, I'll say this, Cardinal Sin number one, they gave me news position. Which is exposition via a newscast. Where uh, it's just like, oh, here we go. Like, welcome to this city that has this, that, and this. And right. it's just like, oh, you're literally, this is like, the South Park think it's like the laziest thing ever. Yeah, and sure. they have committed this in too. They're like, if we have failed if the only way to tell this story or keep people caught up is yeah. to have a newscaster tell what's going on. Because this is so cheap. That's what I remember about uh, Stick of Truth is when, like, you, the spaceship crashes into the um mall and they say oh they're opening a new taco bell and it's like oh we go to this guy in a bikini over right. there tom it's not good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's yeah yeah it, it, it feels lazy they admit it too and anyway so that that's where a lot of my i, I i'll be honest it took me two settings to get through this Dang. and it's this is an hour and 45 i was about to say it's not a long it's, movie yeah. you know, i was just like I was done. It was 45 minutes in, and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to go watch some Netflix or something. I'm going to go watch A Good Place. Yeah. <laughs> Get my mind off this. I, I, I will bed. Say, I, Yeah. I, I'm uh, working my way through it. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, keep going. Well, I, I just, and it's, I'm struggling to remember it from a year ago, and I guess that's kind of telling. Right. Um, but I just remember that whole third act just kind of washed over me, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, I was just so checked out by that point. And I was like, right. and I had fun with that movie. But yes, like when. Bill yeah. Nye's character takes over, becomes Mewtwo, and takes over the whole entire city. Oh, yeah. Uh, excuse me, the guy in the wheelchair who's really rich becomes a bad guy. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sick. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there are enjoyable things in this movie. I named a couple quotes that I liked. I did enjoy Ryan Reynolds for the most part as Pikachu, but the shtick runs so thin as the movie goes on. Sure. Where it's just like quips, quips, quips. And, and <clears throat> my main thing is, at the very end, it's revealed that Pikachu is actually embodying, I don't know, the spirit, the soul of Ryan Reynolds. He, he merged with Ryan Reynolds. He merged with him. It's confusing as hell. Soul bond. Soul bond. Yeah. And anyway, Ryan Reynolds then comes... So Ryan Reynolds was in that car crash that Mewtwo caused at the beginning. And Mewtwo, who has this power to soul bond Pokemon with their humans, can also bring them apart. Anyway, after they solve the mystery of the guests, whatever, um, Mewtwo is just like... Your dad was with you the entire time. And then he takes Ryan Reynolds out, and then um, suddenly it's a dad and son reuniting. And my whole thing is, Pikachu sounds like Ryan Reynolds the entire time. <laughs> yeah. How does he not say, hey, you sound familiar, or dad? Like, right. <laughs> any of those would have been yeah. viable things to say. What if they just gave Ryan Reynolds, two and Ryan Reynolds, like a voice modulator at the end or something like that? Like, hey, kids, good to see you. Like, you know, yeah, right. Yeah. It's just like, Dude, it should have been voiced by Bob Saget the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, anyway, and, and oh, by the way, I'm still very confused by this. So, Ryan Reynolds comes out. Pikachu's still alive? I don't right. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that works either. Maybe I'm trying to throw way too much logic into this. For sure. Um, uh,. No, but, but you know, yeah, if you're you asking know. questions, right. Yeah. You can't just enjoy a good kid's movie. <laughs> yeah. Stop but, 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 the but that's the thing, is that there are good kid's movies, and, uh, you know. But this was a good one until Mitchell ruined it. No, I So here's another good Mitchell line. Mitchell ruined Christmas. Mitchell, I, how could you I ruined Christmas. Christmas. And um, I think this movie, by the way, I think being the script doctor is the worst way to be a film critic. Sure. I'm going to go for it anyway. By this movie would have been fantastic because it sets itself up to do this, to just poke fun at the detective movie tropes. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Because Ryan Reynolds does that with Deadpool in terms of the superhero genre and yeah. what it's become. Yeah. And his voice, his tone, it, it would just be perfect for this. And of course you have a little Pikachu running around the Sherlock Holmes hat. Like yeah. that on its own is like a little critique of where we've come in terms of the old novels to where we are today. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I would have done differently, but it's made for kids. It got a sequel, so it's doing really well. And I will end on a, another funny quote. All I hear are consonants and all I see is nipples. So that is oh, that's a right. <laughs> I remember when they dropped that nipple. Like, like I was like, what? The Pikachu should just say the word nipple? And fucking... Just to keep the adults awake in the audience. Right, so, yeah. They'll pepper in those kind of lines. Yeah. So I'm going to give this movie um, a solid 
two thunderbolts out of five. Oh, okay, that was higher yeah. than I thought what about it'd be. Two nibbles. Yeah, <laughs> uh, two, two solid nipples. <laughs> two solid nipples. Two. It was right there waiting for you. Yeah. Nah, I didn't want to go there. I had to leave it. <laughs> I, I, I'd go there. And so I give it two, but of course, understand that half of that uh, half star comes from the fact that they made a movie. So, yeah, Four, a sir. solid two for them. Fair. Good job, Detective Pikachu. It did its job, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Hey, man. Nothing wrong with that. Those are my notes. Go, but go ahead and get get those get those pre-order tickets for Detective Pikachu too. No. <laughs> no. Be ready. <laughs> Hard pass. I'm good, dog. Be ready. Uh, Mike Titanic, you have one of my most anticipated films of all time that I heard about only about two weeks ago. Yeah. And you are about to review this wonderful movie. So I saw Fantasy Island. Woo! Yay! Um, which I'll admit from the very beginning, I think was <laughs> um, not bad enough to be in our podcast. In terms of being the bad movie in the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So what I saw was only the audience or the uh, critic score, which was nine percent. And to judge anything by a critic score is rough because everybody is, that it's a critic is nitpicking, 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 and they make it worse. And they or... see every single movie ever, right? Exactly. And that's yeah. and versus the audience score, which was sitting at a nice forty-six percent, which I think was just too high. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. what we are. Right. Right. Um. So I will say that this movie was. Decent, but not good. Yep. Okay. But it is definitely not the worst one I've seen. Hmm. Okay. So right. I would say it's probably second best of the ones I've seen. Huh. Crimes of Fashion still remaining first. Wow. All right. Because That's Crimes cool. of Fashion knew what it was. This one didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a fan of the old 70s TV show, Fantasy Island, you will not like this one. <laughs> um, so the idea is there's this island that grants whatever fantasy you have. The rules are simple. Only one fantasy per guest, and the second rule is once you have start your fantasy, you have to complete it to its natural end. So is this like a resort? Is that how it's pretty like, much? Hey, here's a resort where all your fantasies come true. So there's yeah. only six people besides the staff on the island because they've won a contest and they get to review it before everybody else. And you don't oh, know why I'm getting it's these Jurassic six Park vibes here. Mm. Well, you don't know why it's these six people, but it's these six people they want to contest or whatever. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Michael Pena is Mr. Rourke, who owns the island, yeah. and who is the one that um, basically flies them out there. Maggie Q is in it. Lucy Hale, Austin Stowell, uh, Jimmy Yang. Yep. And then um, some other people. And Michael Rooker is also on the island. It is a Blumhouse yeah. movie, right? It is a Blumhouse movie. Okay. Okay. Um, the movie starts with this girl, Sloan, played by Portia Doubleday. Um, she gets chased into the office of Mr. Rourke and gets kidnapped, essentially. You don't know by who. Gotcha. Um, then the next time you see her, she is in Lucy Hale's fantasy, which is to get back at her high school tormentor. Hmm. Um... Maggie Q wants to say yes to a guy she said no to originally when he proposed to her. And the entire time, there's just this dripping sound. Whenever you start your fantasy, there's a drip, and it's, like, very apparent. Okay, so make it obvious. The fantasies are caused by the water on the island, and Mr. Rourke essentially spikes your drink with the water. Sure. Okay, why not? Um, and the idea of the entire movie is that all fantasies turn sour at some point. Uh, okay. There's a pair of brothers who are a white guy and an Asian guy, but it's because his dad married his mom and they're basically blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Um, they're brothers that just want it all. Right. Um, so their fantasy, they get taken to this, like, nice, um house that's all theirs they have all these models they have a dj they have everything they could ever want well later it turns out that they are stealing the house from a drug dealer and these guys are trying to like get back the house okay and so yeah it's um it's screwy it's it's very tough to explain some of it because like the one guy wants to be a soldier and he his biggest regret is that he was never a soldier because he promised his mom he wouldn't be and so he gets taken in uh, by these soldiers to the lieutenant lieutenant's his dad who dies because of a grenade 
And so he's just like, no, I can't, like, I don't want to live through my dad dying. Huh. Okay. Um, Lucy Hale is... Is she our main character, by the way? She's one of our main characters, yes. Okay. She's the biggest name. Right. Well, Maggie Q is, Maggie Q. Yeah, okay. Um, And then Michael Pena is the big name, I guess. And he's, but he's, like, running this, right? He's running this, yes. I'm just asking for, like, the six people who are visiting this island, like, who are we mainly following? And then, so the characters' names are Melanie Sloan, Gwen, Brax is Jimmy Yang, and JD, who is his white brother. Um... They find out that... Wait, wait, wait. Jimmy Yang's in this? Jimmy Yang's in this, yes. Oh, yeah. Like Silicon Valley Jimmy Yang, right? Jimmy Yang, Jimmy Yang. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, he's one of the brothers that wants it all and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, His brother JD gets killed by the gangsters that are trying to take back the house. Um, And everybody becomes zombies when they're killed if they're part of the fantasy. Yeah. Because they're still alive because they need to finish the fantasy. Oh, okay. Um, Lucy Hale is tormented by her high school tormentor. She goes to therapy, um, and the doctor's miserable. And she calls him Dr. Torture. He ends up being this doctor that has, like, the screwed-up face and is the one doing the torturing on Sloan, kind of. Oh. And she thinks it's all hologram at first, but turns out it's real and blah, 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 and whatever. Um, but basically they find out they need to destroy the water in the bottom of this cave. Destroy it? Destroy it. Like the, the well or where the source, destroy the source. Mm. But, Um, but these are not hallucinations. These are indeed, these are real things. Like you can die in your fantasy. Oh, you can't die in your fantasy. Yeah. So like JD's dead. Gotcha. So got it. Got it. Um, so they decide they're going to try to blow up the thing with another grenade. Yes. Um, because it's there's a bunch of grenades everywhere, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, as they are. Yeah. As they get down there, they start to realize that they're all connected in some way. Okay. Because Maggie Q's Gwen saw another fantasy where she tried to save this boy um, from a fire. Boy's name is Tim... Taylor... Nick Tim the Toolman Nick Taylor Nick Taylor Nick Taylor that's it Um, so she goes back and like sees that she lived in this apartment building that caught on fire Nick died she he lived above her she wants to go back in another fantasy to save him from death Hmm. Um, when she gets out of her apartment, she runs into Brax and JD, realizing that they're leaving the other way. They're apparently Nick's old roommates. Oh. Um, and then she runs out to a cop who's played by the guy who wanted to be a soldier. He's a cop um, that didn't go in to save him. Mm, okay. And uh, then um, you realize that they're all kind of connected somehow. Right. And then... Um, you couldn't. There was no Lucy or Lucy Hale's character, which is named Melanie. Um, you, she wasn't there, and you learn later it was because she was supposed to have a date with him, but she kind of like called it off last minute, so he was home. Mm. He wasn't supposed to be home. Gotcha. Mm. But then <laughs> it tried for the plot twist. Oh, oh let's hear no. it. My favorite part. Where is, where, what is it? So I don't feel like this movie earned its plot twist. A few movies do. The plot twist was that they were all part of somebody else's fantasy. Uh, was it Michael Pena? No. Oh. They think it is his wife, Julia, who is being kept alive by this thing. So basically, Michael Pena's wife was dead. He got to Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island said, if you bring other people's fantasies to life, I will bring your wife back. So they think like, oh, Nick Taylor's mom is obviously Julia, so it's got to be her that's doing it. Okay. Nope. It's Lucy Hale. Whoa! Because she loved him, even Uh, though they only went once, went out once. Okay. Including a line from Jimmy Yang that goes, they only went out once? Oh, man. So she has devised this fantasy where basically she gets revenge on all the people who let Nick die. Okay. Okay. 
But then they realize that Sloane isn't part of this, and she hasn't had her fantasy yet. And her fantasy is that Nick comes back to life and takes care of uh, Melanie. So Which one's in, Melanie? Which one's... Yeah. That's Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale. Oh, okay, great. So Nick's corpse, essentially, oh. wakes up in the, the well or the water and grabs uh, Melanie and pulls her into the water, like, essentially drowning her. Oh. Okay. And um, she's able to throw out a grenade. Army boy jumps on it. He's dead because um, he saved the other people. Uh-huh. Um, so you see the arc. Yeah, Army. there's the arc. It, right, his dad died the same so. way. So, did you understand, Andre? Okay, I so, wasn't. Okay, got yeah, it. Wow, yeah, wow. So, wow, deep shit right here. <laughs> Maggie <Wow>. Q, <laughs> Jimmy Yang, and uh, Sloane yeah. are left alive. They can fly off the island to their whatever. But Jimmy Yang's just like, no, I want my fantasy of my brother back. Uh. And like Michael Pena's like, well, you do realize if. Your brother is back to life. Because his brother was going to admit to this girl that he loved her and uh, blah, 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 uh. and then get shot. Um, and so he's just like, if you bring your brother back, you have to stay because otherwise the fantasy ends. Oh. And so Jimmy Yang's like, okay. And so like they're, Maggie Q and Sloan are on the plane and they're just like, wait, we've got one more because the guy's taking off. And then JD looks up or looks back from the cockpit and goes, I don't think he's going to make it. And then we're going to talk about the end. Um, oh, we haven't talked about the end? Yeah. Oh, right. this, <laughs> this is the very, very end. Okay. okay. Um, if, if you know anything about the 70s show, uh, you know about some of the characters. Uh-huh. And so Michael Pena, so Jimmy Yang goes to Michael Pena and is just like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Michael Pena goes, you're going to work for me and it's just going to be, you're going to be part of the staff because your fantasy is alive out there and doing his own thing. All that. And uh, he goes, but Brax is a little weird for a tag. Do you have anything else you go by? And he goes, yeah, in college I had this really bad nickname because I had this really bad tattoo. And literally tattooed on his chest is, is the word tattoo. Oh, God. Great. So he's tattoo. Oh. Dude, does he ever say the plane, the plane? Anything like uh, that? The first line of the movie is the plane, the plane said by Julia. Oh, gotcha. Word. Okay, great. So I'm just looking at the... This is the genius of Blumhouse, by the way. Mm-hmm. Budget, $7 million. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. And well, box office, 41 Already. God fucking damn it. That's the thing. <laughs> Cheap horror movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is their outside of doing Black Klansman and Whiplash. Like, their primary business model is cheap ass horror movies. Because didn't you watch uh, Happy Death Day or something like that? That's a Blumhouse, I'm pretty yeah. sure. It, that's what they do. Yeah. Like, right. they have mastered this. This is their MO. Yeah. Oh my God, this bugs the hell out of me now. What? Uh, do you know how bad this movie was? In terms of. Jason Blum wanted Nicolas Cage to play Mr. Rourke, but Cage. Passed on the oh, roll. Wow. When Nicholas. Wow. Ooh, that's a bad look. That's a though, bad look. I feel like Nicholas Cage actually would have made this movie better. Yes, for sure. It would have been. <laughs> well, no, because he was just. He was so boring. Like, Michael Pena can be crazy and fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a boring role. Gotcha. But I think Nicolas Cage doesn't care about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he would have made still it yeah. boring. I don't know, dude. I think I've so. seen Nicolas Cage. The way the dialogue some... was, I don't know how you could have made it crazy. Dude, just put it in the hands of Nicolas Cage and the way his mind interprets words. It's, yeah. It's quite fantastic. It's, yeah. Anyways. So, like I said, it was it was a decent movie. Not good, but okay. decent. It, it made the time go by. What was more awkward... <laughs> made the time. It made the time go by. Yeah. What was more awkward was the old couple that was in front of me in the movie theater. Yes, yeah, uh, Because it was only three people in the theater, me and, like, this 80-year-old couple um, that, like, walkers getting into the no. seats oh, wow. and stuff. And I'm just sitting there going, they think it's Fantasy Island from the 70s. Oh, like, gosh. It's not going to be a fun little romp through Fantasy Island. 
did and they stay? Yes, they did. They stayed through the whole movie, and I talked to them after, actually. Yeah. And they, that's what they expected. They see almost every scary movie out there. Oh, oh wow. No okay, way. gotcha. They're huh. scary. They're scare junkies. And I kind of wanted to, like, talk to them to come on the show, because I think it would be kind of fun. Dude, just it's like, a cool little plot twist. Yeah. yeah. When you, you, you text us, like, oh, God, there's another couple in here, and I think they're expecting fans. I freaked fantasy. the yeah. fuck out. Like, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. not uncomfortable for myself. Oh. I was uncomfortable for them. Glad right. I, they got what they came there for, I suppose. I guess. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. So, if, if we're going to review it, I'll give it literally a 1.25 out of 5. Yeah. Okay. So you know, like spike drinks is spike what I'll drinks. call it. Okay, yeah. great. That's fun. Yeah. Nice. So like it was, it was decent, it was not good. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't suggest anybody to watch it, but mm. at the same time, if you watch it, you're not going to be pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to be like, oh, okay, that made Fuck. two hours go away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Made two hours go away. <laughs> Do a little also made two hours go away, but I was yeah, not happy. You were, yeah. Dude. I wanted to hate this movie. Yeah. This is what I will say. Gotcha. I went in and I was like, all right, I'm going to critique every little thing. And when it started with the plane, the plane, I was just like, oh, God, it's going to be this. Yeah. And right. It, it, it turned where it was just like, it wasn't scary. Yeah. Just, um, was it tense? It was tense, but it wasn't scary. Got it. Uh, Dr. Torture kind of is ridiculous to me. He looked like a dentist more than like a doctor that was going to murder you. Mm-hmm. And then there was... The whir that made the zombies pop their eyes, uh. and that was kind of gruesome, mm. but that's about it. Gotcha. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. On to movies coming out soon, or yeah. things we're excited, dreading, whatever. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to cheat. as like, I feel like I'm always cheating on this one, but it's because yeah, it just got announced cheat. today. They announced that, oh, I should look them up. Uh, the Last of Us uh, miniseries on HBO just got announced. That's not uh, cheating. Yeah, but it's like technically not a movie. Well, okay, how about this? It was supposed to be a movie. Like, they originally, I think now it's like, I think like four or five years ago at this point, a Last of Us yeah. movie adaptation, feature film adaptation. And it was like, I don't know, like we just didn't hear anything about it, you know? We kind still of, hear yeah. random stuff about the Uncharted movie that's supposed to come out randomly. Um, like it's it's on still Spin coming Director. out. Yeah, it's still they're still making it. They're still finding a director. Apparently, isn't it still Tom Holland though? Which is weird. Yes, Tom. So it used it was Mark Wahlberg, and then they pivoted oh, to Tom Hall. Tom Holland. Yeah. Funny bring up Mark anyways, Wahlberg. Whatever. Not excited for the Uncharted movie. No. I am excited and 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 cautiously optimistic for this miniseries because a the uh, I think a miniseries format fits that video game's narrative much better than mm-hmm. a feature length film. Okay. And um, b uh, Craig Mazin. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He. Uh, well, I mean, kind of, he, he, before, he, he wrote and directed Chernobyl, oh, nice. uh, but the thing is, is that before that he was mostly a script doctor on like really bad movies. Like he like, I think he wrote Hangover 2 or something like that. He was one of the writers on Hangover 2 and like basically, Not great. yeah, right. <laughs> Lot, lots of, lots of comedy cash cow sequels. And so it was kind of like an out of nowhere thing that he like wrote and directed like something as serious and well, and yeah. you know, I well thought I was Chernobyl. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, consciously optimistic. It looks like Naughty Dog, the developers of the original game, are working very closely because, like, they're. I mean, uh, that was this just is from their like baby. Yes. Right. So, but, but that's the thing is like so many. You know, like I don't think I don't think that's any... probably why it had so many different directors is that like it's just they're so particular about it too. The Uncharted movie, you mean? Oh no. Uh, well, yeah, that too, maybe. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Neil Druckmann, the the director, one of the co-directors of The Last of Us One and Two, is like very excited about it. So okay. he's going to fall. When's the uh, release date? Or they haven't projected? said anything about it just yet. Because I'm curious they if just... they're going to make this push for this to be an exclusive HBO Max thing, or is this right. going to be HBO linear? Then you could also watch it on Max, but. I'm very, like as soon as I'm hearing content being announced by companies like HBO and Disney and whatever, there's always an angle now that streaming has become king shit. And what's the gameplay here? Right. So anyway, I'm yeah, pardon the pun there, but uh, the last of I'm I love I'm not a big video game at all, but mm-hmm. I remember this was um, 14, 2014, 13? 2013. Was yeah. Game, yeah. So my roommate at the time was playing it, and I just enjoyed watching. Right. You know, I'm yeah. watching the entire thing. Can't yeah. come home from work or from school, and then I'm watching this guy play this beautifully detailed game with mm-hmm. an awesome story. Um, it's a post-apocalyptic story that I just really dug, and I'm really excited to see how they adapt it. Yeah. I think it's really well done. I would say my one caveat is, to your point, I also think you can get a lot of the enjoyment out of The Last of Us from watching it already, so I don't yeah. know how much you're going to get out of shifting the medium, if that, as it were, you know what I mean? Like, it's already so close to a prestige television show. 
Just I think by... you're expanding the audience. Yeah, for sure. You're right. You know, yes. I think an older audience would it's still enjoy this. Lower barrier of entry. You yeah. don't have to play anything. Yes, for sure. So I guess maybe it's not even for me. It's for a larger audience. To yeah. your point. So. So is Last of Us Two already out? No, no and that's no. the thing. It's like, it's like okay. I think that's why they're announcing this now. Last of Us Two was supposed to be out by now. They delayed it. Uh, I think it's coming out in May this year, something like that. It's, it's, it's close. Great. It's gotcha. it's very close. It's definitely summer release, like May or June, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm yeah. curious if they're going to incorporate parts of two into it. They made it. Not. They made it sound. And Neil Druckmann, the director, made it sound like it was going to be mostly the first one because there's yeah. a, there's a very large time skip between one and two. Oh, um, I see. So okay. yeah, um, yeah, because she's almost like an adult now. Like, yes. It's, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm very excited for yeah. that too. Cool. Um, so I got a movie that's going to be coming out, I believe, in May. So it premiered at the Toronto Film Festival back in September, and mm-hmm. it is a psychological horror flick. Ooh. So you know that A24 scooped that thing up yep. as the distributor, and oh, it is, is called this? Saint Mod. Yeah. Yeah. Saint okay. Mod. I lately Mod. M A U D. No, it's mod. Like M A U D E. It's missing the E. Like I saw the trailer for it yeah, before Fantasy. That's yeah. what I'm saying, right? Mod. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you were. It sounded weird. Uh, fine. Go. You're good. Tight. So Saint Mod, thank you, um, is a psychological horror movie. It just it, it screams Exorcist, Carrie, all those classic horror movies that. I only recently have started watching and appreciating. Uh-huh. Um, I used to hate scary movies. And then just over time, you just develop the taste. And you're like, wow, this is um, a, just a whole new style of filmmaking. And also very cheap. And it just also allows... Also very cheap. Also very <laughs> cheap. Meaning that, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with casts that are younger or just dealing with storylines that aren't going to get the light of day mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in another genre. So things like The Witch... Or it follows those mm. kind of like modern yeah. classics. Um, I feel like this is coming from the same vein. I grew up Catholic, so a lot of the uh, religious imagery in there kind of speaks to me in a very odd way. But anyway, the brief synopsis is there's this uh, religious young woman. I'm not sure if she's a teenager or early 20s, but she is a religious fanatic, like Opus Dei Catholic style, where she um, goes through self-torture in order to show her worthiness to God. And there's a point, and I'm just reading this on Wikipedia, that she feels that she is also being possessed. So mm-hmm. that is where the horror element comes into play. So anyway, I'm very excited for St. Maude. I think it's going to be coming out in the U.S. in May. I need okay. to double check that, but it's going to be one of those spring, early summer type movies. Mm. Weird spot for a horror movie. Not a little gonna bit, lie, yeah. But I'm going to check it out for sure. Um so anyway, and you guys are more than welcome to come and didn't, join me. Totally the trailer right. lost Only me. tangent. Did, <laughs> yeah. Didn't Us kind of come out around that same time, though? Us was February? Yeah, right? it was February. Oh, was it February? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're right. It was yeah. earlier. Never mind then. Cool. Yeah, Us was February, and then Get Out, I think, was March or April. March So maybe, yeah. mm. who knows, maybe that's like a new wheelhouse area for horror movies to come out. Sure. And granted, that's Jordan Peele. It's a totally different ballgame. Yes, game. for sure. Right. Like, he could sell those Well, movies. Antebellum is coming out in the summer, I think. That looks really good, too. Yeah, and he's, and he's producing. He's producing. Yes. Yep. I know yep. that, but he, he's producing, at least. But. And I love Janelle Monáe, and it's really yep. cool yeah. to see her in a leading role. It, uh, it's, sure. it's a cool-looking movie. I guess. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that one I'm also excited for. Yeah. But anyway, good. hopefully a good year for horror. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway. I can tell you Fantasy Island, no. No. <laughs> Maybe not a good start, but it was profitable. Not a good start. Right. Good for Blumhouse. Good for the money. Um, <laughs> what do you got? So, I try to stay in the next two weeks, and there's there's two things that I'm arguing with that I want to talk about, because yeah. there's a Netflix movie coming out based on a book series that I love that looks awful. And, <laughs> love and it. So, it's called Spencer Confidential. Okay. Um, the Spencer books, the reason I love it is like it's smart wise-cracking Boston guy. Cool. Okay? They picked Mark Wahlberg. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fine. Problem is, in the books, he's a heavyweight. Like, he's a heavyweight boxer. Yeah. Okay. I don't picture Marky Mark. And mm-hmm. then... Didn't he bulk up for the fighter and all that? I was about he to say, did, like, like, but he's fighter? not for this. Okay, got okay. it. And then they're making it modern, so they have Winston Duke, which I'm like, I love Winston Duke. Sure. Yeah, Great. Funny. Yeah. yeah. But they made him so different than the character in the book... The mm. character in the book is problematic, so I kind of understand it because they do have to kind of change it. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of 
N-word tossing around and that kind of stuff that he Jones. calls himself. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's not... It's they're, not... They're probably going to turn that down. Yeah, probably. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, like, I, I get that. But at the same time, like, it just... They made him almost too far the opposite. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. Gotcha. It seems weird. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> That's not what I'm going to... Uh, I just need to get that out because I'm pissed about it. Okay. Um, Understand. The movie that I'm going to talk about that I have no clue what it is, The Way Back. Yeah. The way back. Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck movie. Yeah. Another yeah. And it's Boston getting legend. great reviews. Yeah, right. It's yep. good, yeah. My issue is the trailers I've seen. Mm-hmm. It looks like cheesy sports movie. It does, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought. Right. And then when I saw the long trailer before a movie, it has this religious aspect where it's just like, oh, the, it's a religious school. They talk about God a yep. lot in the right. trailer. Right, yeah. So, fine, dandy, whatever. It's rated R. Oh. Yeah. Who is, is this there, movie for? Is this like drug use? Is that what I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is that like, what the way back Do they just say to? fuck twice? Like, they say, they, they, yeah. yeah, they use too many, said fuck too, one too many times. So that's what confuses me because, like, if it's a feel good sports movie, yeah. and it's not, I'm not saying anything bad about the movie itself because right. I have no clue, and it's currently 85, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, right. So, like, it's coming out this week, and it finally got this, and I'm like, oh, it's actually good. But it's just like it's. It seems like the cheesy sports movie, right? Yet it's got an R rating. So maybe that's the fault of the trailer, right? So the yes. movie yeah. probably knows yeah. what it is, and then the trailer that's like, it's oh, probably, this is the probably, angle. If that's anything, gonna it sell could it. be like a studio intervention. I mean, like we need to sell this as a feel good sports yeah, movie. You but, know, maybe they're worried about it not reaching mass appeal. But like, you want to bring your kids to it. Like I remember watching Remember the Titans as a kid, PG thirteen movie still. Uh, right. What was and, what rating was Miracle? Was Miracle? That was like PG. PG. Was that PG thirteen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it was PG. PG. One hundred percent PG. Okay, got it. You can look in there. It's in there. Oh so, uh, yeah, that's there a great movie. Um, sure. But it's yeah, definitely okay. PG, All especially right. the R. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what confuses me about this movie. I just don't know who it's for. Ben um, Affleck, by the way, in his press tour for this, yeah. just seems like the most depressed human being on the planet he right really now. He really does, It yeah. is so sad. I know. I mean, he just seems depressed always. <laughs> he's just going through stuff, man. Do you remember when, like, he <laughs> yes. got announced as Batman, and he's sitting there with Henry Cavill, and it's just, yeah. oh, darkness. No, well, that was, like, wasn't, I thought that was, like, when they were talking about Batman v Superman's, like, right. critical reception, right? That was why. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, like, Henry Cavill was like, well, you know, I think we stand by the film, and, like, you know, like, generally, but I don't whatever. I think... Ben Affleck ever seemed no. excited about it. No, he it. never no. did. Yeah. yeah. And like even before the critical reception. But right. yeah. we digress. Let's close this thing up. Okay. Right. So, you heard about some movies. We did. We, did. Um, we, we did. have some very fun things planned for the future. Um, some interviews maybe on the show and that uh, kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, we're going to talk about that, try to lay some groundwork so we can get some people in here or like calling in or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have some interviews. We're going to still talk some movies. We're going to see some shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do some challenges that yeah. are going to be on the old Instagram and Facebook and everything. Uh-huh. The T-Dog um, will lose again, which is great. Right, because he's not here to play by proxy, so there we go. go. Yeah. Take the L, T-Dog. Yep. So, for myself, Mike Butanic. I'm Joy Bellinger. Mitchell Clements. This is Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think I so. am. I'm down. Sure, why not? Cool. Yeah. Sick. <laughs>